0: I uh, just ask the Lord to bless you. Uh, if we have any first-time guests today, we're so honored that you're here with us. You choose to uh, worship with us today, and we declare you blessed. Whereas, i tell you what, our drummer did a fantastic job today. Yeah. All right. Colin, good job. Good to see you today. i tell you what, we've got so many talented young people and people. What a, a blessed year uh, it is. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Jeremiah chapter number 30 and uh we're going to be looking at some scriptures matter of fact i just want to read to you uh the entire chapter if you will uh bear with me and uh our theme scripture this year is jeremiah chapter 30 and verse number 17 and we are declaring that 2021 is going to be a year of restoration can anybody get behind that with me can anybody have faith for that today? Can we believe that what the devil has stolen, that God is able to give it back? And that no matter what condition, what shape, what uh, whatever the um, degree of difficulty, the degree, the degree uh, of harm, of, of damage, it doesn't matter if it's little or much, God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. And God is able to restore it. And so uh, we're going to just uh, take uh, this chapter. Just here uh, last month as the Lord began to uh, just speak to me. As I begin to pray about this coming year. As the Lord, I felt like, laid this scripture on my heart. And as I just begin to look at this whole chapter. And I know... Uh, and some of it was his future. Some of it has been accomplished. God is speaking to Israel. But we, as Christians, amen, we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus. Amen. We're spiritual Israel. And every promise that God made, amen, to his regular natural uh, state, amen, he declares over us. And so we can hold the promises of God to be true. And we can say, Lord, what you spoke to them, what you're doing naturally, you can also do in us spiritually. And so uh, we're going to lay out uh, just the year. Uh, We're going to be laying out our our week of prayer and fasting starts tomorrow. Uh, We'll have a a week of prayer and fasting from Monday through Saturday. We will have a prayer meeting each night here in the sanctuary from 6.30 to 7.30. Uh, If you can stay the whole time, if you can come and go, uh, if you can't come in the building, I'm asking that you spend some time at home in prayer. As you go out of the building today, uh, the ushers are going to give you a prayer sheet. And each day, I mean, we, it, it, we've got a point, we've got a, a, something for you to read and some declarations to make. And uh, so uh, we want you to take that. And we'll be posting that on Facebook as well uh, for those of you that are at home, for those of you that join us all over the world. Would you take this time, this first week of the year, Could we dedicate it to God? Could we ask the Lord to bless your land, your nation, your state, your city, wherever you're from? And here in the Lord's house, we're going to be declaring that God bless our city, God bless our state, and God bless our nation. Can I get a big amen? So let's just jump right in and uh, we'll lay all of that out, but let's begin to read. And I'm going to stop every now and then and we're just going to be making a few points and uh, then we're going to uh, spend a little time on our theme scripture and uh, then we'll lay out the week and uh, it's going to be a blessing. I'm not going to preach any longer than two hours, I promise you. today. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 1. Now, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, so uh, whatever you're reading from it may be a little bit different. But uh, here's what we're going to talk about. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah, and he said, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. How many would like to know what the Lord is saying to you for this year? Listen, God still speaks. God still makes declaration. God still speaks into the hearts and the lives of people. And He has a plan for you. Jeremiah declared in another chapter and verse, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They're plans for good and not evil to give you hope and an expected end. So the Lord wants to speak to you something new today. And He said, write down. For the record, everything I've said to you, Jeremiah, for the time is coming when I will restore the fortunes of my people, Israel and Judah. Can anybody say it's about time? It is about time that we begin to see God restoring His people. It's time he, God begin to restore what the devil has stolen. It's time that God begin to restore unto us, Amen, what the enemy has stolen. And He did it with Jesus, and He's still doing it through Jesus, Amen. I'm going to return to restore their fortunes. I will bring them home to this land that I gave their ancestors, and they will possess it again. I, the Lord, have spoken. Can I tell you today, when God speaks something, it'll happen. The problem is, we get impatient. The problem is, we think because God delays, God's not answering. We look around and we see all the tragedies and all the ailments and all the the pandemic. And we look at this past year and we say, where is God? But I'm here to tell you today, God's in it. There's a purpose. And God's about to do something special. This is the message the Lord gave concerning Israel and Judah. This is what the Lord says. I hear cries of fear. There is terror and no peace. Does that sound like 2020? I hear signs. I hear sounds of terror. I hear people saying, I'm afraid. Even though the word of God over and over and over says fear not. There has been a year where fear has gripped the hearts of people. Fear, amen, has swept across the world. We have been fearful and afraid. People have been afraid to do things that they normally do. People have been afraid to visit, been afraid to hug, been afraid to, to hold hands, been afraid to go in public, be afraid to eat, be afraid. Now, they're not afraid of going to Walmart, but they've been afraid to come to church. I mean, I can only be so fearful. But I got to go get some milk and bread and some toilet paper so I can overcome my fear to go to... I hear cries of fear. There's terror and no peace. We have seen, I mean, acts of uh, fear, acts of terror, acts all over this nation, all over the world. People trying to strike fear in the hearts of people. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he has done a great job of it. He has done a good job. At stealing our peace. He has done a good job. At causing fear. Torment. And turmoil to come. He has caused anxiety and depression. He has come. Amen. To separate. He has come. He has done a good job. Amen. The Lord said. I hear the cries. Aren't you glad. That right in the middle. Amen. Of all that's going on. God hears our cry. Now let me ask you a question. Do men give birth to babies? Then why do they stand there, ashen-faced, hands pressed against their sides like a woman in labor? In all history, there's never been such a time of terror. It will be a time of trouble for my people Israel. Yet, in the end, they will be saved. Can I get a big amen? I'm telling you, in the end, you say everything hasn't worked out. It's not the end yet. Amen, I haven't seen the miracle. It's not the end yet. I haven't been healed. It's not the end yet. I haven't been delivered. It's not the end yet. Oh, the end is coming, but it's not yet. And as long as there's life, there's hope. God said, I've seen the cry, I've heard the cry, I've seen the fear, I've seen the terror, I've seen men, amen, with their hands, amen, on their loins, amen, in fear and in tremble, in labor, as it were, in childbirth. I've seen all this going on in the world. And the Lord said, I am going to come and I am going to save. I am going to deliver in the end. For in that day, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will break the yoke from their necks and snap their chains. Foreigners will no longer be their masters. I'm telling you, the devil's a foreigner, he didn't belong in you. He doesn't belong in your house. He doesn't belong in your mind. He doesn't belong in your pocketbook. He doesn't belong in your children. He doesn't belong in your spouse. He doesn't belong in this country. And hey, when this country is still founded upon in God, we trust. And there's still a remnant who believe and trust in God. And God said, I'll break the yoke off their neck. I'm telling you, fear is a yoke. Oppression is a yoke. Tor- tor- torment is a yoke. It gets a hold of you and you can't get it off. Depression gets a hold of you and you can't shake it off. Fear and anxiety and worry. Sickness, amen, takes a hold of, you. can't get it off. But I'm telling you, God said, I'm gonna break it off of the necks of my people. I'm gonna break the chains. Enemy has tried to bind. The Lord said, for my people will serve the Lord their God and their king descended from David and the king will rise up for them. Oh, come on, say somebody's rising up for me. Somebody's rising up for me. When we can't rise up for ourselves, when we're down, when we're low, when we're discouraged, when we're weak and we can't rise up and fight for ourselves, God is going to rise up for this nation and God is going to fight the battle. The battle is not yours, says the Lord. The battle is mine. The Lord declares vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. God's going to pay. The wicked are not going to get away. You think it's over. It's not over. The devil thinks he's won, he hasn't won. He killed the Son of God, crucified Him on a cross, buried Him in a grave, and the hell was rejoicing. Amen, we've conquered, we've won, we're celebrating, we can take the throne. But I'm telling you three days later, Amen. Jesus said, I will rise again. And the Holy Ghost showed up in that tomb, and life came into Him again. And the stone rolled away, and Jesus walked out victorious death where is your sting grave where is your victory the Lord is going to rise up and fight for us it's not over somebody shout it's not over do not be afraid My servant, be not dismayed, Israel says the Lord. For I will bring you home again from distant lands. And your children will return from their exile. Israel will return to a life of peace and quiet. And no one will terrorize them. Are you tired of being terrorized? Are you tired of the devil terrorizing your mind? (coughs) I'm tired of getting choked up. I'm tired of being terrorized. And our minds, our hearts, and our emotions. I'm, t- I'm tired of our teenagers being terrorized. I'm tired of our ch- children being terrorized. I'm, t- I'm tired amen, of all the things the devil, devil is trying to do. Amen. To come upon us destroy. To bring yokes and bondages and habits and addictions and sin. Oh, but thank God somebody is about to rise up and fight on our behalf when we're too weak to fight. Amen. He said, don't worry about it. I'm going to rise up and fight for you. I'm about to bring you out of exile. I'm about to bring you out of bondage. I'm about to bring you out of what the enemy's done, the captivity. Amen, I'm tired of people being captive, held against their will. When God has a plan and a purpose. But the enemy has held them in bondage. God said, I'm about to bring them out of exile. I'm about to bring people out of bondage. I'm about to bring their children back. Can any parents, amen, declare, God's bringing my children back. God's bringing my children out of the world. He's bringing my children out of destruction. He's bringing my children out of bondage. He's bringing my children out of sin. He's bringing my children Amen, out of captivity. And He's bringing them home to the house of the Lord. To a relationship with the Lord. He's bringing them into freedom. He's bringing them into their purpose and their calling. Come on parents, don't give up. Keep praying. God is about to do a new thing. For I am with you. And I will save you, saith the Lord. I will completely. Everybody say completely. Listen, we've seen God do good things in 2020. In the midst of all that's going on. We've seen God do do miracles here, and miracles there. a, A little victory here. We've seen this and that. But I'm telling you, amen, God says I'm getting ready to completely destroy the nation's Where I scattered you. Now, when we look at the natural, God is speaking to Israel, He's speaking to Judah, the two nations, they were divided and split. It's amazing how much division that there's been in the church. It's the devil's business to divide. And even in Israel they were divided. God's people, and they, they couldn't agree, and different kings, and for a lot of reasons, and some would serve God, and some wouldn't, and God would give them promises, and God would say, if you'll honor me, if you'll keep my word, if you'll keep my commandments, I'll bless you, and they would do it, and God would bless them, and then, little by little, Sin crept in. Little by little, they brought other gods in from other nations. Little by little they begin to turn away. And generation after generation, till soon they forgot about God, and God would allow them to go into captivity. Thank you. Can I tell you today? God allows some things. God doesn't do it. God's not the author of pain and confusion and sickness and disease, and God's not the author of trouble. But sometimes God allows it because of our sin. God, God, God see, so many people want God to keep His word, but they don't want to keep their word. And God, over and over and over, says, "If you do this, I'll do this." But when people don't do what God has called them to do and they want to get upset when trouble comes, America has brought a lot of stuff on herself because we have forgotten God. We've rejected God's law. We've rejected His principles. Amen. We're calling good, evil, and evil good. There's division. There's separation. Amen. There's things that God's Word said is sin. That this church says it's okay. Amen. We have brought a lot of stuff on ourselves. We've disobeyed God. We've kicked God out. We've said we don't want God in public education. We don't want God in government. We don't want God. And when you put God out, something's going to take his place. You see, God's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't force himself anywhere. He doesn't move. And, just... and when people say, I don't want you here, He doesn't just bang down the door and bust in. He goes where he's invited. America invited him we were founded on in God we trust a nation who prayed a nation and who served God we used to a nation where the Democrats and the Republicans I mean when they were there in the house and they couldn't come up to an agreement they would leave the chambers and walk down the street to a church and they would get on their knees and they would have prayer meeting and they would pray until they got an answer and they would go back and they would work out what was best for the nation and what was based on the word of God God. But today, amen, they don't want prayer They don't want God Amen, they want to do what's best for me What's best for them It's time that we begin to exalt God And put Him first again in our nation This is what the Lord says right, Let me get to jump back up to verse 11 For I'm with you and will save you, says the Lord. I will completely destroy the nations where I've scattered you. But I will not completely destroy you. So Israel, because of their disobedience, uh, they were broken up. uh, they, They were scattered all over the world. Up until 1967, Israel was not even a nation. And then God began to restore them. And God began to now bring them back. Jews are coming from all over the world back to the homeland, back to Israel. All the nations around them are against them and want them annihilated and destroyed. But I'm telling you, in the last day, naturally, God's going to fight for them. He said as He did in the days of old, when He looked out of the cloud and destroyed the enemy. But today, spiritually, as us, spiritual Israel, what God is doing for us spiritually, Amen. what He declared He's going to do for them naturally. As they were scattered abroad, as Amen, I they were lost, as they were hopeless, as they were in bondage, as they were Amen, I in different nations and under different rule. God said, "It's for a reason." Look what He said: "I will discipline you, but with justice." Aren't you glad that God disciplines with justice? Come on, make sure that any time you discipline your children. Anytime, if you're a boss, you discipline a worker. Make sure that anytime you discipline, you do it with justice. You don't do it out of anger. You don't do it to hurt. We do it when people do things wrong. We correct them because we love them and we want them to do right. Not trying to destroy them. I'll judge you. I will punish you. He said, I will discipline you. But with justice, I cannot let you go unpunished. I have to declare to you today, God is not going to let America go unpunished for the millions of babies that have been killed. God is not going to let America go unpunished for the sins that we have committed. He's not going to let the world go unpunished but he said judgment starts at the house of God. He's not going to let the church go unpunished for calling an evil good and good evil. He's not going to let us go unpunished when we disobey His Word and we walk according to the flesh. He's not going to let us go unpunished for sin. For the wages of sin is still death. But thank God, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus is still the hope of the world. If you think that this pandemic has just been a natural accommodation, it's just been natural. It just happened. It's just something that I'm telling you. It is spiritual. Even if it's an attack. Upon the church. It's an attack upon Christianity. It's an attack that has gone around the world. Amen. It is punished a lot. But it has brought the church together. Amen. They were scattered. And they were in disunity. But the church is coming together. In unity. Praying for one thing. We're confessing our sin. We're repenting of our sin. We're making things right with God. And God says. Even though I punish. I'll do it with justice. And I won't. Do it forever. It's not forever. It's for a time. On the church. On us personally. When God punishes you, it's for a reason. We need to search our hearts. We need to check ourselves. We need to check our mind. We need to check our motives. We need to check our actions. If things are happening, what, what what's going on? Now sometimes, in Job's case, he hadn't done anything wrong The Lord was allowing the enemy to punish him and try him to see what was in his heart. And guess what? It only lasted for a season. And when it was over, God blessed him double everything he had. Listen, God doesn't punish and then just laugh. He doesn't leave you in a desperate destitute situation, amen, when God allows things to happen in your life, amen, it's for a purpose, it's for a reason, sometimes it's our own fault, and if we'll confess and repent and get up, then God will step in, and He'll fix things for you, He said, I won't let you, I have to punish you, you can't go unpunished, this is what the Lord says, your injury is incurable, a terrible wound, there is no one to help you or to bind up your injury, no medicine can heal you all your lovers or your allies have left you and do not care about you anymore i've wounded you cruelly as though i were your enemy for your sins are many and your guilt is great why do you protest your punishment this wound that has no cure i have i have to, had to i had to punish you because your sins are many and your guilt is great <coughs> excuse me We're going into a time of prayer and fasting. As we give our first week, as we begin to humble ourselves, as we begin to deny our flesh, as we begin to search our heart, as we begin to say, Lord, David said, Search me, O God, and know my heart, and see if there's any wicked, wicked way in me. And begin, begin for your part. It starts, the Bible says, Amen. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven. I'll heal their land. He said, I'll forgive their sin. God is declaring to Israel, I know what you've done. I've seen what you've done. And I've allowed these things to happen to you. But they're for a purpose. They're for a reason. It's to return you to me. It's to get you to repent. There's a day, Tuesday, a day of repentance. And I encourage you, as you read that psalm, as you Pray, you search your heart. Come on, get everything right with God. Let's allow the blessing of God to flow in our lives. Verse number 16. What did I tell you earlier? What God said. He said, uh, this is not forever. This is just for a season. I'm getting ready to rise up. I'm getting ready to do something good. People think it's over. America's finished. Even the blessings of God have gone. But I'm telling you that's not true. Amen, God, yes, there's been some punishment come. He's shut down. He's taken out a lot of things that we call dear. Our entertainment's been gone. Amen, He's taken away. Amen, they called the church unessential. We're not essential. The the beer store and the strip clubs was essential. But the church wasn't essential. Can I tell you what? Amen, God's getting ready. Amen, to rise the church to a place. Amen, to where the world, amen, said that's all that's essential. But it's got to start with us. We've got to begin to return to God, repent of our sin. And then God said, verse number 16, But all who devour you will be devoured. Are you you ready for your enemies? Are you ready for everything the devil's done to you to be turned back on him? Are you ready for God to turn things around? Look at verse 16. But all who were devoured you will be devoured. And all your enemies will be sent into exile. All who plunder you will be plundered. And all who attack you will be attacked. Can I tell you today? The devil's not going to get away with it. I said the devil's not going to get away with it. The world's not going to get away. Amen. Evil's not going to get away. Liars are not going to get away. Evil doers are not going to get away. Amen. Thieves and crooks not going to get away. Amen. Those, amen, have been dishonest. Those that have done things illegally, amen, they're not going to get away. It may look like it. Amen. We say, Lord, where's the justice in our nation? But I'm telling you, God is going to begin to fight on behalf of his people. And he's going to turn it around. And God is going to begin, amen, to be the attacker instead of the one attacked. Look what he said, and this will be our theme scripture for 2021, a year of restoration. The Lord said, yes, your sin was great. Yes, I've scattered you. Yes, I've allowed these things to happen to you. Yes, I've punished you because of your sins, but I've heard your cry. And I'm going to turn it around. And I'm going to do what I've called you to do. And they said that the wound's incurable. Amen. There's no medicine that can fix it. There's nothing. Amen. It looks hopeless. It looks like nothing can be done. And then God steps in. And in verse 17. He said I will give you back your health. And heal your wounds. Saith the Lord. I like what. The verse says in the King James, For I will restore health unto you, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. What do you need to be healed of? What has happened during this time? I mean, what have you been suffering? What is a wound? It's a pain, it's an injury. Something broken, something bruised, something cut, something, amen, has wounded you, amen, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, amen. We've been hurt, we've been wounded as a nation, but I'm telling you, God said, I will restore health. Unto you, healthy, healthy, healthy mind, healthy heart, healthy soul, healthy finances, healthy relationships, healthy children, healthy husbands and wives, healthy families, healthy churches. Are you ready to get your health back? Are you ready to get your mental health back? Is anybody tired of being crazy but me? I'm tired of being crazy. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being weary. I'm tired of being downtrodden. I'm tired of being separated from God's presence. I'm tired. Amen, I want to search my heart, repent of my sins. Amen, get in right standing with God. And then I want God to step on the scene and begin to fight. He's going to attack who attacked me, plunder who plundered me, destroy, who tried to destroy me. And then He's going to restore me. He's going to restore my health. Restore my wealth. Restore my joy. Restore my peace. He's going to heal my broken heart. Heal my emotions. Uh, Amen, if you've been wounded, if you've been hurt, if you've been stabbed in the back, if you've been done wrong, if you've been left, if you've been deserted, if you've been fired, uh, amen, if you've been broke, if you've been sick, can I tell you today, God will restore. This is the year of restoration. Restoration. I said this is the year of restoration. For you are called an outcast. We're unessential. We can't sing. We can't gather. We can't worship. We've been called outcast. Deplorable. And Jesus said, but old Jerusalem. They said nobody cared about you. They said nobody cared for you. Nobody loved you. No, 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 nobody cared what you thought, what you failed, how you but God said, I care. Can I tell you today God cares about you? He cares about where you are, he cares about how you feel, he cares about what's happening in your family, he cares about what's happening in our nation. Just let me tell you today. You're not gonna get away with it. Lies are gonna be revealed. Sin's going to be revealed. Corruption's going to be revealed. God's about to bring judgment. He's allowed things to happen. And when God allowed, it's for a purpose. But when God, amen, in 2 Chronicles, it said, amen, they dishonored His prophets. They dishonored His word. Amen, they dishonored His house. And God finally had enough. And He stepped in. God's getting ready to step in. He said, well, pastor, what happens when he steps in? This is what the Lord said, verse 18. This is what the Lord says. When I bring Israel home again from captivity and restore their fortunes, Jerusalem will be built on its ruins and a palace reconstructed as before. There will be joy and songs of thanksgiving. I will multiply my people, not diminish them. I will honor them, not despise them. Their children will prosper as they did long ago. I will establish them as a nation before me and punish anyone who hurts them. They will have their own ruler again. He will come from their own people. I will invite him to approach me, says the Lord. For whom would dare come unless invited? You will be my people and I will be your God. Woo. Look, the Lord's anger burst out like a storm, driving a wind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not diminish until it has finished all that it has planned. You say, Pastor, I, I, I don't understand all this. I don't understand what's happening in our nation. I don't understand what's happening here. I don't know how they got away with this. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how we're going to make it here. I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what the church is doing. I don't know what the Holy Spirit is doing. Let me just finish up the whole chapter. Amen. As God declared, this said the Lord. In the days to come, you will understand all of this. Right now. Today, I don't understand it all. I don't know why. And I don't know how God's going to fix it. I don't know how God's going to get that one. You're saying, I don't know how God's going to bring my child. From that addiction, from that prison, from, from that from that bad relationship, from that drug addiction. I don't know how God's going to bring my, my my spouse or my, my husband, my wife. I don't know God has going to restore my finances. How God's going to get me back up where I was. How's God going to fix my job? How's God going to fix me? How's God going to fix my broken heart? Can I tell you? In the days to come, you're going to understand it all. But today... We seek the Lord while He may be found. We ask God, God, what's my part? What can I do? Where we start is we humble ourselves and pray. We seek His face. We turn from our wicked ways and we move forward. I want the band to come. And could, could we play that song again? The first worship song, I'm Moving Forward. See, we're not moving backwards, church. This seems like this whole year has we've gone backwards. Relationships, and finances, and health. And listen, we've lost so many. We've lost family members right here in our own church. This past week, Sister Francisca's father in Mexico passed from COVID. Families are hurting. Families are broken. We've we've experienced loss. And we send our love and our, our strength to them. And we surround them. We've had many family members sick and suffering and hurting. That have passed and gone on to be with the Lord. And we don't understand. We say, why God? I don't understand. Can I tell you? Someday we'll understand it all. God's getting ready to step out. He's getting ready to show up. He will only let it go so long. We look all through the Bible, and for so long, God allowed things to happen. You say, Why does God let sin get so bad? Because He gives people space to repent. He said, I would that none perish. If you're praying for judgment on America, stop. Judgment will come in its time. Let's keep praying for mercy. Let's keep praying for revival. Let's keep praying for repentance. Let's keep praying that our nation returns to God. But there is coming a day when God'll say enough is enough. His anger be kindled against the wicked. And He'll punish them. There is coming a day we'll stand before God and He'll say to some, enter in, my good and faithful servant. But to others He'll say, depart from me, I never knew you, to everlasting damnation. It shouldn't be our desire or joy that one person would die without Jesus and go to hell. No matter what they've done, Jesus died on the cross to forgive their sins. To forgive your sins. He loves you today. Maybe you have sinned. Maybe you have brought some punishment on yourself. But today God says, if you'll cry out to me. If you'll repent, I'll forgive you. And I'll restore you. I'll bring your health back. Mental, physical, emotional, financial. God wants to restore us, church. Everybody just declare it with me. God wants to restore me, not destroy me. Come on, you need to get that in your spirit. He loves you. He doesn't want to punish you. Sometimes He allows it to come when we get so far away from Him sometimes the shepherd will break the little sheep's leg when it keeps running away but then he picks it up and he carries it until it's well and then when he puts it down it'll never leave him church I feel like the shepherd has broke America's leg he's been trying to draw us close to him amen I we've been disobedient we've been doing our own thing our own way and we wouldn't want to go back. no part of it But I'm telling you, He'll pick you up. He'll forgive you. He'll heal you. And He'll restore you. Can I get a big amen? Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. We're just going to stay in our place today. But I am going to ask you to stand. to take a few minutes and I want you to pray. We're going to pray for restoration, pray for healing, but let's start by asking for forgiveness. Can we do that? Dear Lord Jesus, I confess my sins. I confess my disobedience. I confess that I wandered away I confess that I, I've just been disobedient rebellious but there's sin in my life there's sin in America there's sin in the church and Father today we repent of our sin we confess our sin forgive us for wandering away forgive us for going our old way Father, heal our land, heal our heart, deliver us, restore us, restore our health, restore our joy, restore our peace, restore our happiness, restore our relationships. Father, restore us. Restore us. Father, today we stand in your presence. We humble our heart. We ask for mercy. I'm 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 here to to you. my past is over here. Oh, God. Alicia, did, you, did you put those words back up there? Thinking, I want us to think, make this declaration today. I'm not going back. I'm, moving ahead. I'm moving, ahead. Nation, going back. moving ahead. As a nation, we're not going back. We're moving ahead. As families, we're not going back. I'm Not going back, I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my passage over in you. Oh, things are All things are made All things are made Come on, surrender life your life. I surrender my life to Christ, to to Christ today. I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead. Come on, declare I'm here to today. Declare I declare. all over the building. Dear Lord, I surrender my life, my heart, my soul, my health, my finances, my family. I surrender all to Christ. I'll not look back at past failures, but i look ahead to future victories. Today, I declare I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Restore unto me, help, and heal my wounds. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. You may be seated all over the building. Miss Amy's coming, but I just want to just encourage you. We have have a number of new people. You maybe never been here during a a month, a week of prayer and fasting. And you say, Pastor, what is that? Fasting simply means don't eat. Give up something. It was, it was. The lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eye, the pride of life that caused man to sin in the beginning. They, they looked at the fruit, They the devil tempted them, and, and they ate of it. I tell you, don't we like to eat? Woo, Lord Jesus, we come through Thanksgiving and Christmas, we have eaten some good stuff. But fasting, whether you fast one meal, whether you decide to fast sweets, uh, whether you fast uh, whatever it is. What you're doing? I, we always say this: if it doesn't mean something to you, it doesn't mean anything to God. You you can't. You say, Pastor, I'm fasting breakfast. Well, that's great, but you don't get up to ten o'clock, and you don't ever eat breakfast anyway. So that wouldn't work for you. How many knows what I'm saying? It, 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 you, you can't. If it doesn't mean nothing to you, if if you don't do it anyway, that's not a sacrifice. So, you know, fast something that means something to you. And uh, take this time. This is an opportunity uh, to really seek the Lord. Listen, you can't just fast and do without something without putting something in. That's why we got this prayer sheet. Uh, The usher is going to be back there. If you didn't pick up a calendar, be sure you get that also. Uh, But this, every day, read the scripture, do what it says. Pray and declare those things. We'll all as a church be doing the same thing every day. We'll come together every night at 6.30. We'll have a time of prayer and worship. Where's our band? I missed them Saturday night. They don't know it yet, but they are. Uh, It'll be live. Uh, We'll probably go live on Facebook. It'll be a time of of live worship. And between each worship time song, we'll have different people praying for specific things uh, for the nation. And uh, it'll be a wonderful time to end the fast. And uh, it, it'll be a great time. So uh, if you've never fasted one meal, come on, pick a meal. Maybe you could pick that same meal each day. Uh, uh, maybe you could fast two meals. Maybe you've never fasted a full day. Try sun, uh, sun up to sundown if you can't do a whole 24 hour. If you've done a sun up to sundown, do a 24 hour period. Uh, did, first of all, did you know fast is healthy for you? Cleans out the toxins. It gets you whatever. You see, but it gives me a headache. Yeah, it does. You know why? Getting that sugar out of you. Fasting is very healthy for you. Uh, if you've never, if you fasted a day, try to. Maybe you can fast three days. Maybe you fast all six days. Pastor, now you're just talking crazy. Listen, I don't know what the Holy Spirit will speak to you, but do something. Some, some of you need to fast social media, along with. You know, don't 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 say I'm going to fast lunch and then stay on Facebook the whole time. That that's not. Listen, uh, some of you need to cut that out a little bit. You need to pray. You need to read every day. Uh, you need to really uh, let's take this serious and let's spend this week fasting and praying. At next Sunday, I'm going to ask everybody who who did ever birdie, every birdie, ever birdie, <laughs> ever little birdie. <laughs> you know, they say the little bird be, the little bird told me so. That's right. <laughs> You heard about the little bird was sitting on the tree, and uh, he said, chirp. And the other bird beside him said, now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head all day. <laughs> so, next week, I'm going to ask everybody, uh, if you fasted anything uh, to stand, and we're going to pray, we're going to join as a church, we're going to be praying for the nation for the year. Listen, if, uh, this first week, is like a tithe, okay? What is tithe? It's 10%. It's the first that we make, we give to the Lord in our finances. This is the first of the year. We're going to give this week as a tithe unto the Lord. And so I encourage you, do something. Something. Do something. It's a good time. The Bible says that during a time of fasting and prayer, to not take pleasure. Uh, So, you know what, this is...